listening to the 11th Hour, a ranted podcast. I am Sam Melancon of Debacle Records. I'm Brad Rose of Foxy Digitalis. Each week, we uh, pick a uh, rancid song and discuss our complicated feelings and do a deep dive into it. This week was my pick, and after a little bit of deliberation, we decided to pick Telegraph Avenue off of Troublemaker. All right, so this is our first song that we've covered from Troublemaker. Uh, Troublemaker is the most recent Rancid album as of the recording. Uh, it came out on June 9th of 2017, which feels it feels much more recent than that to me. Uh, it was, again, a Brett Gerwitz production. Um, it It's you know, kind of a interesting album in that it seems to be trying to revive some of the vibes from early Rancid, something about like, it's the first cover that had the old original Rancid logo on it. Mm -hmm. It kind of feels like a return to, they moved, I believe both Tim and Lars moved back to the East Bay around this time. I mean, Mm -hmm. Lars has been there the whole time, but I I think it's a little less LA focused. It's sort of, well, we can get into it, but yeah. So Brett produced this. The songwriting credits on this is Tim. The thing I have read—I don't know if you've read anything more about this—is that um, this is kind of an interesting album where, on Brett's Gerowitz's of, of, of Epitaph Records uh, urging, Tim was going to, with a different ensemble, produce a solo album. I think probably as a Tim Time Bomb, like, but an actual mm-hmm. studio record. And Brett was like, "Why don't you actually go in the studio and do this with the with the whole crew?" And it's the songwriting credits you can kind of tell are these mixture of Tim only, which is pretty rare, right? And then the whole band. And yeah. um, while there is a lot of really good Lars on this record, it doesn't it's a very feel like Tim record. It's a very like Tim focused record. Yes, very yeah. much so. And I think. More than half the songs were originally going to be this this EP slash short LP that he was working on, um, which to me sounds like a Let It Be level disaster record. You know what I mean? Like a breakup record almost. It sounds like you know like mm-hmm. oh, these are the Tim songs. Like that has the uh, possibility of being a mess, right? That sounds like a real like the producer's well, telling you to turn it into a band album and like And especially considering the sort of trajectory they were on with the at least from my good standpoint point. Yeah. with the two records before it, it's like oh man. <laughs> the last two records, you know, really had this like we're going to try some things, that was a complete mess. We're going to go really way back to our roots and try to recapture Knock on the Wolves, and that was just the blandest <clears throat> thing I've ever right. heard from them. It's hard to even I like Rancid a lot, obviously, and I can't finish that record. You no, know to I mean? me, that's like, like the low point. That and is consi- truly the low considering point. Considering what we've said about um, Let the Dominoes Fall, it probably... I almost price, said Roll the to, Dice. I, I know, I did too. <laughs> but to me, Honor is the low point. Like As far as I... Yeah, the, I haven't dug into favorite. it yet, but like... 
I I haven't dug into it as much as I've dug into the other records, but yeah. I think that's a, a sign of something, right? Like right. So I'm same, and and I've I've tried, and I yeah. I just can't. I, I it does nothing for me basically. Yeah. Anyway, it's it's, it's all the blandness, <clears throat> but without any of the interesting. You know, but I, but like I do everything. think that's like I do think that's a really interesting point about yeah. It's like the circumstances surrounding how this record would make to me it does sound like and and add in the trajectory they were on how th- where things were at it feels like an absolutely a recipe for just garbage and looking at the production on the cd which i have and i don't have the vinyl but like and looking at looking back at some of the press it kind of feels like force a band as big as ranted on a label as big as epitaph they kind of just slipped it out mm-hmm you know, compared to like some of the bombast of uh, when Honor was coming out, and especially when Roll the Dominoes, <laughs> um, Roll the Dominoes, come. Roll the Dominoes. Um, yeah. So I, I wonder about like there was almost maybe a lower um, tension around this record because they're just like ah fuck it, I guess we should do this. You know what I mean? Like, uh, and it's an interesting record because the last two records before this I would always accuse them of being like trying to do that elder statesman like the like when agnostic front got old and, and it's all just like we're old men and we're still here and like that sort of like oh just right. the dregs of like aging punk rock you know um which I think could be done really well I'm all into aging punk rock you know like wires better than they've ever been you know what I mean like, like right but <laughs> I don't but I don't I don't want to listen to a bunch of songs of you talking about how you're still like this tough badass we're still relevant yeah exactly like like be the guy who's like you know we're trying to be the uh like sort of mentors to the other guy or or, yeah yeah um well we'll talk about this more this like i think they kind of go a different direction and a lot of songs here but i think it for me it works but we can talk about that yeah I, i i do think this episode will i think it's okay if we go a little broad with this episode you know yeah. what i mean yeah. um and just talk about this record. I think we've been also both really excited to talk about this record and kind of waiting to talk about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I do think um, somehow... <clears throat> <laughs> just cut that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. All right. Um, I do think that this record has that nostalgia vibe that they've been going for for the last few records without being so on the nose. Mm-hmm. Like there is sort of a we're still here vibe or remember when without as much I was in Operation Ivy did you know that you know, right. like it doesn't sort of feel vibe. as like much posturing like it I don't know yeah. it, it feels um, yeah it, relaxed I, in some it does I mean and it, and it feels more of a like um, it, it's like they kind of maybe there's like there's this acceptance of like yeah we're like 50 now and that's cool like when we're still like just making records and having fun and not trying to reinvent ourselves over and over again or not try to be the i don't know like it's is this crazy in my head i'm comparing i don't know how much of sonic youth head you are but like it makes a big sonic okay cool cool uh rather ripped right like it yeah feels like rather ripped like where it's like there's nothing magical uh, or completely new about it but it had an intensity that the last few records even good records did not have like i'm yeah. so so on sonic nerf as a whole record but like 
um, rather Rip kind of was like, oh, let's have fun and make kind of an energetic old people record. <laughs> yeah, well, and, and I think I think that's really it. And, you know, and so I'm just go ahead and get into it. Like one of the things yeah. they did, and it's relevant to this song, and it and it's a very to me like old person thing, and and I and I'm an old person, so that's I can say yeah. this. But like you know, there's all these songs about historical events or times and like the day yeah. didn't mean necessarily it feels it, like it, they're reading all these books and like right like I you mean, know i, I think of like did that but yeah yeah but it feels way more um it's a lot yeah i mean they kind of always did it but i don't know it doesn't feel as like direct as it does here you know i mean you've got so i mean telegraph avenue this song is obviously very much about um mario sabo and the like uh, free speech pro- protests movement, and all yeah, that yeah. yeah and then you've got you know F- F- lola blue is about like world war fucking two fighter pilot you've got the civil war song uh baba rock and roll gets into vietnam stuff um yeah it, but it, it's it, like i kind of i kind of love it I it's like to sometimes me it's like in the past when they've done this i haven't liked it and then i'm totally fine with it on this record yeah i don't exactly know why I, yeah i it because I think it it just feels so, like to me I think there's there's um, something very genuine about it. Like you said, it's like I can totally imagine like Tim read this book about this fighter, this fighter pilot, whatever. It was like, mm-hmm. man, this is really co-. like, and it was like we're on a fucking song about it. And then and totally could get I could you know those are the kind of things you absolutely see Lars being like, hell yeah, I'm into this. Like, let's yeah, yeah. This is this is sort of this retro cool, you know. Vibes. And it, yeah. but it the thing I think it does though is it gives it makes the like record not feel so. I don't want to say it doesn't feel serious because I mean that kind of, but it doesn't. It feels just there's a relaxed vibe. Yeah, like I mean, it sounds like I mean you kind of said it, it sounds like honestly for the first time. I mean, and I say that you know. Sounds like they're having a lot of fun for the first time since almost like since life won't wait. Because as much as I love Rancid two thousand, I don't know how much fun it's it, not, yeah. you know, and <laughs> yeah, and, and it really kind of comes through. And and it, you know, for me when I kind of realized as we started doing this podcast, and I had really written Rancid off everything post two thousand, and then we kind of started realizing like, oh, there's some good stuff on Indestruct- Indestructible. Is that what it's called? Did I get it right? Yes, you got it. God. Yeah. I don't know the names of any fucking rancid record out of it. anyway, um, and I was like, oh, that's cool. And then, but then it was like after that, it was like, oh god, this next. T-. And so I didn't even give Troublemaker much of a chance because I just I couldn't see at first because I couldn't see how like where things were going. And then the whole thing about it was a Tim solo record, and then it became you know I was like, this is just gonna be depressing. And so when I first, I actually I think it was when I was in Seattle back in june mm-hmm. is when i really first kind of started listening to it and it was because um the, the conversation we had when we were talking about uh dominoes you about a civil was like isn't there a civil war song and then <laughs> yeah. and then it was like oh no it's on this record and then it was the the hilarious thing to me is that when i like figured that out it's like oh my god they did a fucking civil war song are you kidding me and then it was like Oh, this is actually I kind of like it it's kind of like a, it's actually not a bad song and I was yeah. like okay maybe I need to listen to this whole record and it was and so I think part of the reason I've been so excited about it is because it came out five years ago but to me it's like a brand new Rancid record that just came out this mm-hmm. year and I think it's pretty good <laughs> like, I actually really have come I've gone up and down a little bit at, as of today 
after really diving back into it for you know many times, mm-hmm. I actually remember going. I think this is pretty good when it came out because there. I remember there's some post where somebody was like, "Hey, uh, this is not bad," you know, like, and I was surprised by it. Um, and I've kind of dipped in and out of it mm-hmm. uh, until we started this podcast, right? And I remember saying like. By the way, Troublemaker might be okay. Right. You know, it's, it's, I, yeah, and, you've and, been you've been saying. I was like, oh, you're full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Which is valid. Right. And, but like, the I don't know. There's there's a couple of different things about this record that are so interesting. It does feel a lot more like fuck it. You know, like it has yeah. this sort of what. Tell me if, what you think about this. I have okay. a couple different proclamations. I, I whatever. This is gonna be the Troublemaker review. Apparently so. Yes, yeah. that's fine. Um, this is this is why I have Plan A and Plan B for my pick. For next oh, week. <laughs> interesting! I got it. Uh, so, I think that this is a really weird record where, you know, we've talked about like it's great when they try other styles on, you know, and we wish mm-hmm. they would do that more. I feel like this is the first time where like there's a real absence of British punk rock, mm-hmm. and there's they are trying on contemporary sounds to them. In an hmm. interesting way. Yeah. Tell me if this is crazy. I think there's dead Kennedys that have never been in them in these records. There's, I think, I had to stop multiple times recently when listening to this record and be like, "Are you sure this is not a Dropkick Murphys cover?" Like, because they're trying on like songwriting tricks from like their neighbors in a weird way. There's a lot of the Tim songs actually are underpinned by like the good side of Dropkick Murphys, like quite a bit, like like to a point that you're almost like, "Oh, this is weird." <laughs> and then um, I think that there's like a little bit of bad religion. And the thing mm-hmm. that I'm really surprised by is how much bouncing souls I'm hearing in this. Like there's a there's a looseness and a fun kind yeah. of pop punk thing that they're trying on that not every sound. There's a bunch of it on there, a rockabilly, but not every song feels like at its heart it has to be a rockabilly song. Right. No, I mean, I think that's. Um, yeah, no, I think that's. I think that's right, and I like because I was I was listening to this this morning, just had it on shuffle, and uh, so Ghost of a Chance came on, and that intro with that lead guitar part, I was like, to me that was something that was like, oh, mm-hmm. this sounds like something I would have heard on like Lookout back in '96 or something that like almost like the Queers or something, it like the pop punk thing, like and it was and yeah it, yeah uh, yeah, and I was like, that's interesting, like because that like you said, it's it's not anything new per se but it is it is very new to them and it's and i still i like even though i think that they are definitely exploring like like all those things you mentioned they're still kind of putting their own well i mean tim is putting his own timness on <laughs> yeah. it and, and which to me makes it more interesting because it's like okay you're not just trying to you're not totally just aping i mean you kind of are but you kind of not you know and yeah, yeah no i i feel like they're trying on these other song forms that they would have been more careful about oh we don't want to sound too much like mm-hmm, mm. or like we don't you know yeah. i feel like there's oh, a that's like a good point yeah i also here's my other like big thing about this record do you feel like this is the lars gets over himself record yes it's Ab- totally like he's trying all sorts of shit yeah he's just like his guitar playing is wildly good on this record. I yeah, I mean, I think there's, it's like this weird thing where, even though you know, I mean, like this is not my favorite Rancid record by a long shot. It kind of, in some ways, feels like it's the maybe the first record where I don't, I I can't speak as much to Matt or Brandon, 
but where Tim and Lars are like super comfortable in their own skin and just kind of like, yeah, fuck it. We're like, like they're not, I don't know. I think a lot of the early two thousands was them feeling, having huge midlife crisis. Like, yeah. Like like traumatically bad midlife crisis. (laughs) Again, we don't, I'm pretty, you know, we haven't talked about it in a little while, but like, I'm still really fucking pissed at them and I don't exactly think they're like great humans. You know, it's this weird, you know, the core problem of the show is, I love this music. I love the mental version of these people, but I don't know if I'd ever want to be around them in my life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I mean, I think that I yeah. like, I feel like right now, whether or not that makes up for anything, I don't know if that does. They are operating in a way where they are so much more comfortable in their skin and they're not making those same mistakes they used to make. I think and they're that's, not yeah. trying to force it, right? Like they're not just trying to be there. The persona is not as apparent. Yeah, I don't, I, you know, yeah, I, it's, there's always going to be that sort of cloud and I don't know how much like atonement has been done in their personal life. Yeah, I don't know that none of us know and it's not frankly any of our business. Um, but yeah, I think that's, and I think, you know, talking about Lars, I think that's, I think that's really spot on that he, this is like, he kind of got over himself. And I think if you pay attention to what Lars has been up to the last few years, especially I, I keep thinking about the rant, the wrestling podcast and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think he's showing, it's just, I think, he, I think he's really afraid to show how nerdy he was. I think so. Cause I think, you know, I mean, and it, cause there are these, th- this image of these like really tough guys. And you know, it's interesting with Lars too. And I wonder, and I have to look up the years and stuff because I, I, I know I brought up the other F word, the punk rock. Yeah. Yeah. Dad. Yeah. Like he's that for me when I watched that. So that would have been, I, I watched that like, I think when my wife was pregnant. So it probably been like 2012. Um, it showed me this whole other side of Lars. Cause it was like, to me, Lars was always the, like even more than Tim was the. It's the most like hooligan. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah heart, exactly. Right? And it was like, Oh my God, this is weird. This is like, he's like sweetly talking about his kid and he's, yeah, you know, I mean, he's talking about like trying to be a good father and like how that's important and how he didn't, you know, all these things. And then, and, and so then building on that, yeah, I think that the, the wrestling thing is sort of a big tell to me because that he is like so into it and it's and also so, how accepted he has been by that scene of, like, yeah, it's cool to like things and be a nerd about things. And like, and it doesn't all have to be seven inches of like, Oi, man! It's like it can also be all the other things you like, and it can be cheesy, and it can be fun, and absolutely. I mean, and that's honestly that's something that I still struggle with. I mean, that's like that's been a lot of my last five years is embracing that. You know, yeah, I mean? like just exactly. Full on going so, back to like, I it's okay to be into all this stuff, right? Know? Well, I mean, it was like I was having coffee with a buddy of mine a week or two ago, and I was we were just talking about I don't remember what the, how the conversation got there, but he made some comments like, "Oh, nobody wants any." to listen to any more like pads and like field recordings and i'm like oh i kind of do i fucking love yeah, that shit like give me I, a break yeah like, that's such bullshit yeah. but it's like no i'm I, you know like and, and again it kind of you know and this is like a thing that I, I i'm sure it's part of like every music scene but it's such a part of the scene we're part of where there's this you constantly got to be innovative you got to be doing something like uh, I, i'm no, I yeah. mean you don't, honestly. <laughs> if you don't want to, that's like, you have to be doing stuff that is interesting and and from the heart and 
that's and that means something to it. you right? exactly that's um, all it needs to be for diy to work you know yeah it's yeah and I'm, so i'm struggling with that a lot i'm i'm thinking you know i'm ramping up this yield imprint specifically mm-hmm. to be like look if you don't like that this has a little tinge of nostalgia for certain sounds that have been lost in my world and i want to bring them back don't don't pick up right. the yield records like that's the reason i'm putting it under an imprint it's so you can separate it mentally. If you're somebody who's just like, I want to listen to Elkhorn. I don't know what the hell Sam's doing with this like Chemical Brothers IDM thing. You know what I mean? And it's right. like, cool. Don't fucking listen to the Yield records. You know what I mean? Right. Like, like, like that's kind of, and it's like this mix of, ooh, how much am I just trading on nostalgia versus saying I want to bring those sounds into now? And I'm really like in my own head about that right now. But like. So like all the things I'm gonna put out are really fucking good, regardless of like any of that. You know what I mean? They're just good. I like them. You know what I mean? Like, right. Exactly. It's a. It's a. Yeah. And to to bring it back to Lars, like yeah. I also think like I was trying to see on that. So they did this thing where they like pantomime the whole record in a garage studio. You know uh-huh. the video, and like I was trying to see if he had a pedal board. Because uh, I feel like he finally got over it. Because like his tone is so interesting on this record, and like his playing, like I feel like Tim is also going like, dude, please have fun playing like kind of classic rock riffs on this record. You know, yeah. like, like it's cool if you do some licks and like you know have some fun. And more than it's not like they didn't ever. I mean, a lot of rancid is that, but there was like almost every track has a really nice little bridge from. Lars in a way they used to do for Matt. It's like it's like Lars caught up to Matt or something. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. No, that's a good point. I mean, for 30, 40 years, however <laughs> long year. they've been doing it, Lars is, you know, like, I will remember watching old videos where Lars was really nervous about showing off his playing and was really like, look, I'm just a rhythm guitarist. Like, right. I'm just here to sing and play rhythm guitar. And now he's like an, a pretty accomplished player. <clears throat> and all this feels like it, I don't know, we're doing a lot of like from afar you know um diagnosing these people fuck us what do we know but like i also am like (laughs) it does feel like there's a confidence that wasn't there even when they were more popular if that makes sense you know what i mean like yeah i i don't know it's or at least an effortlessness i don't know if it's a confidence but like it doesn't feel pained you know what i mean yeah i it just it i think effort i think that's a good word like this and it's so interesting to me that this how this re- record came about because it doesn't it's it, I don't know I the more I sit here and talk about this and think about this the more shocking the fact that, that this record exists the way it does is like it's kind of further it's blown wild. my mind I mean, and oh the other thing I want to say about Lars is uh, also it's just like he got over himself and is like yeah we all get that you really just want to be in Kiss, man. Like, like right. that's so not. And that's okay. His '90s punk rock, right? Like, persona, right. but like the truth is, the dude really just wants to be in Kiss and loves Kiss and ACDC, right? Yeah. Like, which I think he was told you're not allowed to like unless you like turn it into the punk rock version of that. And it's like, no, man. Like, make songs like Bova Rock and Roll. Those are really good. Like, yeah. Oh my god. Um, yeah. And. That- I don't know. There's just something that, like his vocal takes are really good. This is the best Lars has sounded since Life Won't Wait. I think. Mm-hmm. I think so. I I mean, I think it's the best any of them have sounded since. Well, no, that, that's not no, true. no, no, no. Two thousand. No. I forget. Yeah, yeah, I was getting my timeline mixed up. Um, yeah. You know, it's yeah. 
no i i think yeah lars sounds really good um i you know i it's it's just an, it's interesting i don't know like so talking about telegraph avenue which yeah, i think is yep. a, um I think I, I actually like the song more than I thought I did. It's not my favorite song on the record by any stretch. That of was absolutely this week for me. I was like, because for people maybe who missed last episode, I was like, I want to pick one of the first five because I think there's something about the, f- I think Rance's albums kind of come in suites of mm-hmm. songs, you know what I mean? Like little chunks um, that work together. And I think the first five of this record are a really interesting intro to like, here's yes. what this record's going to sound like. Um and they're all a little different, and they're, I could not pick one. I was so right. lost on which one to pick first. And you were like, why don't we do Telegraph? And I was like, oh, really? That one? I remember that one feeling kind of cheesy in his, like, strummy... Acoustic guitar. Persona. That yeah. is not my favorite part of Tim. And actually, all week I've been like, man, this is good. And Calvin kept being like, oh, yeah, I like this one because it sounds like Interrupters. <laughs> Who, I'm uh, like, no, scratch that, reverse it. Oh, sound like this, right? Well, and yeah, because like normally the the folk singer Tim thing is not my favorite thing either. But I feel like this is like is this is the best version of it in it's a way. The best when he wants to be Dylan I've ever seen. You yeah, know what I mean? and like, it's and there's like I don't know. I, I I like I. It's a really catchy song. First of it all, it is actually. And it's more catchy than I thought. And 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 the funny thing is is so you've got a na 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 course, but it's for me it's the verse that's the catchy part. That's yeah, the, true. the part that gets stuck in my head. And and so kind of going, like, this is where the the dudes in their mid-50s making a punk rock. Like, I would much rather hear you singing about these protests that happened back in the 60s. And, like, to me, that's, you know, I, like, I don't know. I, I didn't, I knew, I'd heard of, like, I knew who Mario Sabo was, kind of. But, like, I didn't know a lot about this. And it made me go read about it. So that I feel was, like yeah, me too. Yeah, I I knew about Berkeley riots. That's about it. Yeah, I, and, and it was, it's like okay, like and and I don't even know. I mean, Tim would have been, would he even? I mean, he would have been a kid. No, no, no. It was He's even not, a lot. This is not actually. First person. Right. No, no, no. I know that. I'm just wondering if he even was like alive when it happened. Um, no. But like, it was like early mid '60s, wasn't it? When did he, I don't know. Yeah, I think he was. I, he's like 59, so I, I can't do that fucking math. Let me look. I'm on, I'm on the yeah, Wikipedia. I'm, I'm doing it. Oh, he was born in 65. Oh, wow. So he might have been. When was it? Okay, so now I'm looking like, when did the Marius <laughs> that happen? <laughs> anyway, I don't need to look that up. Nobody cares. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just, it's... It, it is a kind of elder statesman move to like go like, oh, this is something in the spirit of what it's happening now you know this is 2017 like where we were really in resistance mode to um trump and you know all these things and like sort of going like remember this is history repeating itself and like it this is a really great moment from my hometown like again mm-hmm. it's this very east bay focused record again 
but I don't know. it's and a very East Bay focused record, but not in the like. Hey, I was in the Op Ivy and yeah, created exactly. the East Bay scene. It was and so and to me and I and I don't know to some people that may feel like a small difference, but to me I think it's a huge difference. Oh, a huge difference! Like, yeah, I totally agree. Um, and you know, yeah, I don't know. I just think it's a it's like a good song. Is it the best Rancid song? No. Is it the best song on the album? No. But it's, I bet if it had come out in our past, if we had any ounce of nostalgia for it, we'd actually think this record was quite good. It yeah, has so none of the nostalgia. No, right. No, I mean, so this is the interesting thing to me. So we've pretty much established that there's three great, amazing albums. They're run yep. from Out of the Wolves to 2000, and then it's really muddy from there. And I'm I think ready, I'm ready to say Troublemakers in that second tier. I think so. I think when you're talking about the fourth best Rancid yeah. record, it's in the conversation easily. Like. There's let's go. There's this, and then I'm I'm slipping on the indestructible. Me too, actually. I'm I was to me it's between this and let's go. Honestly, yeah, yeah. I I, also there's like these really specifically let's go-y songs. Um, Wasn't it make it out alive or one of them? I got the blues again. Sounds exactly like it's on. Oh, yeah. Except for that, it, it sounds like it's on like let's go, but it's like kind of beefier or something as production yeah yeah better and yeah i mean there's like i'm looking at this track list here i'm like these you know i'm you know like i'm not i'm going through this list and i'm like what songs do i hate like that's the thing like the like very little very few of them are incredible songs but all of them are good songs yeah. So okay, here's I'm I'm curious since we're just talking about the whole record. What if you have to pick your favorite song from this record? What is it? I I can't. Oh. I, I'm not in okay. it enough. Yeah. I just don't know. I I, I was kind of trying to do that. Like yeah. I think Ghost of a Chance is weirdly great. I, I think, love Ghost. Of, yeah. I think I got the blues again is weirdly good. <laughs> I think uh, I really like. Say goodbye to our heroes, which is the one that sounds exactly like Dropkick Murphy's, and, and is about our heroes, which is totally a Dropkick Murphy's tone. And I just love that too, because so I mean that one's great because at first when it starts, I'm like, oh shit, they're gonna do the for the old punkers. Yep, yep. So, but it's not like it's it's not, and I still my fa- one of my favorite lines on the whole record is the bullet belt is on. Yeah. Like I don't know why, but yeah, no, that's. Here's the fatal flaw of this record that I think will haunt me. I hate the tacked on two tracks. So we ride, we ride, ride on time, on time go and, and go up. on and rise up, which aren't even bad songs, but you can tell they were added. They were the originally yeah. going to be Japan only, and then they were like, "We need to beef up this record." Yeah, it's only this is not the end. Should be the end of this record, right? It should be. Yeah, well, they. I don't. I don't think we arrived right on time. Is that great? But I do think "Go On, Rise Up." It could have been. A, it's almost like they had three ending songs and they didn't know which one to put. Because we've talked about how Rancid seems to right. really care about their last. Song, right. You know. Yeah. No. I think. Yeah. I don't. We arrived right on time. Is it, it's funny. So I'm like looking at the track list on Wikipedia and it's got it like broken down. It's got the first seventeen and then it's. And that's all I was looking at going through and like. Yeah, no, I like that one, like that would one. The, but then, yeah, seventeen be the shortest record they've ever done, too. Yeah, I think so. I think I, there's something about that—the leanness of the record. If it was seventeen tracks, I just feel like 
it feels tacked on. Like, I guess I'm not, I don't have a problem with those two songs as much as I can kind of tell they're bonus tracks because they don't fit as well as, like, the streamlined main album does. Well, and, yeah, I mean, it's like the deluxe version they released of Outcome the Wolves that has Blast Them and That's Entertainment tacked on. It's like, no, that doesn't, like, yeah, and those songs not. are fine, but no, totally fine. Uh, don't do that. Like, the way that album, and, and I feel like it happens here, like, I totally agree. I, I mean, I kept a promise, Cold Cold Blood, this is not the... That's like a well, really a good great, e- exclamation yeah. point, right? Yes. Um, and Yeah, and I actually think Go On, Rise Up is a really great song, but it just needs to either be somewhere else in the record or a B-side or something. I think it's like... Or it replaces This Is Not The End. Like, I think those two are doing the yeah. same job. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, that's and true. It's, it's a weird thing to say, but I, I wonder if one is the Rancid song and one is the Tim song, too. Um, you know what I mean? Like they're both just like, Tim songwriting credits. So. God, that's super crazy. It's, yeah, like I think there's a there, that has created this like crack in the armor on this album. That is interesting. I, yeah, no, that's a good point. I like, don't love it as much because this one that's on digital has them. My CD has them. Like there is no pure version of this record. They call it the deluxe, but right, it's not. Right, and never. And that's like such a like late like the era we're in where nothing really matters and there aren't really albums. Right, everybody just listens to playlists or on shuffle, and, and and like yeah, exactly. Like, like I think that devalues what they're good at, which is sequencing. Maybe that's Brett, by the way. It, but like, I think they are actually just really care about sequencing, and they do a good job of it. Like, I think this this album, this rec- the big thing about this record is that it just flows really well. Like, you mm-hmm. just put it on, and you're having a good time the whole time. Yeah. And by the way. It's got one of the best fucking ska songs since Life Won't Wait on it. Oh my god, where I'm going is like unbelievably good. I mean, so 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 you know when you were last week when you're like, which of the first five do we pick? So in my head, I'm like, well, that's the best one. Yeah, where me too. But well, we've been doing so much ska recently. I kind of felt like we needed to get out of that. And I still feel like Telegraph Avenue is like a good microcosm of the whole record. Yeah, it's sort of like it's very obviously the thematic center of what. Which is was trying to do which weird that cover it uh, is yeah, which is weird. It wasn't a single apparently. Apparently, the singles were Ghost of a Chance. Point. Well, that's true. I don't know. I, well, finish what you're saying. Was well, Ghost of a Chance and, and Bobber Rock and Roll actually is the second one. Oh wow, good. Ball Go, yeah, I yeah. which I that's the song I really really like, and I was trying to figure out for the longest time. I was like, why? What is this rem- reminding me of? And the riff, and even like the way because there's like. Does, isn't there like a piano part or like a keyboard part? Yeah, yeah, it's got kind of a barrel house it, piano. Yeah, it reminds it reminds me of Once Bitten, Twice Shy. And then I listened to it, I was like, oh my god, this is like the same song. <laughs> and, and then I was like, listen, I was like, hey, this song's all right. Okay, I'm, like this is it was bringing up, and, and I'm talking about the Great White version. I, I was the, the original, like the Ian Hunter version. I, I think is it Ian Hunter? I think it's Ian Hunter. Um, I it, it's fine. I, I just, but I was when the Great White version came out, I was like nine or ten and super into hair metal so it was um but but again like that's and i think i said this on twitter one time that i was like i love that in 2017 tim armstrong wrote the lyric richard nixon is a goddamn liar yeah yeah like it's it, it to me that's sort of the again is another one of those things that the reason i like this record is because it's like on the one hand that's kind of ridiculous like okay right but it works and they don't care but they've always kind of done this where like their political songs are more referenced to like yeah like, like things true. that we communally kind of agree on were bad or good you know um 
That's I true. Do, yeah. I do wonder if that we have one more record in them, uh, which sounds like they've been tracking for a little while. Whether or not it comes out, I don't know. I know. They, I, you keep seeing all these hints that there's a new, like they're booking tours and yeah. there's a new yeah but we'll see but like if the next record isn't political like when other like and of the moment political when are you ever gonna like when are you ever gonna like yeah. you know when we have roe being overturned when we have all these things horrific things happening you know like yeah. we're on the edge of fascism rising in america like <laughs> if you're not gonna if not now when <laughs> yeah if not now when exactly if if we're not gonna get like the sequel to let me go in terms of tone and and whatnot when are we ever going to, you know, like this sort of like, well, we'll talk about, you know, it's easy to be anti-racist when you're talking about uh, like Abraham Lincoln in the civil war. It's a lot, right. lot harder to be anti-racist, like with the nuance of today, you know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. Well, and that's, and the, I got 2000 is like the one time they were really current with their mm-hmm. politics, like political. I mean, granted it was not stuff that there was, I mean, everybody, um, it's like nobody, well, I don't know. Actually, there may have been people trying to be like, "What in the Rwanda thing was like genocide?" It was like, "Well, there's two sides to." It. I don't know. It feels like a very. <laughs> I, but Matt, even that was like seven, six, seven years after, right? You know was I mean? it? I think so. Huh. Am I being dumb? When did Rwanda? <laughs> uh, maybe so. I, I mean, yeah. Uh, Ninety-four. So okay, you're right. Yeah. Um. I don't know whether whether that matters. I don't, <laughs> I'm just right. like a pedant, sure. that but you know, it was more current than the fucking civil war. <laughs> correct. You're you're very correct. And but and, yes, and like, honestly, I, if the Rwandan genocide happened now, you probably would have like people going like, "Well, oh, but absolutely," uh, which is a whole. I mean, I I think. Some... But even like you know, Black Hawk Down and all that stuff that was late nineties, right? Was pretty like that was, and so they they've. What I'm trying to say is like they've done it before, and if they're yeah no I agree. if they're not going to do it now, like what's the point, guys? Exactly. Like I don't I don't I liked this the nostalgia hit of this and sort of the warmness, but I really hope the next record, if there is a next record, is great, and I really hope it's got some urgency around the politics. Yeah, and and you know so I mean this was made so they recorded this in December 2015 to January 2017. Um, like Trump was more of like a maybe at that point. Yeah, that's, that's I mean he'd been. Yeah, I mean he got inaugurated in January 2017. So this was all pre-Trump. I mean he'd been exactly. elected, but really, like, come on, it was. I mean he'd been, and a lot of people just were like, he's gonna go away when he loses, you know. What I mean? Right, and then when he won, everyone's gonna be like, oh, this is gonna be a joke. It's not, you know, whatever. And, and then it was like, oh shit, this is like the worst fucking. This is even worse than we thought. Um, times worse, yeah. But so. And uh, yeah, and so I I totally agree. Like I think when, considering when this was made and written, um, yeah, like write about the Civil War and have fun doing it, and um, and and ple- and write about this kind of stuff rather than the shit like on Domino's where it's oh, like yeah, you know. Yes. I'm glad they got that out of their system. Honor and Domino's is out of their system. I really hope the next one is i really hope it's something else but i really hope um it at least has the like the feeling of this record of right. sort of acceptance of who they are, and where they are what a wild trajectory this the rancid has taken like at least for you know i mean because to me like after 2000 it was just three it was all downhill like like yes indestructible is the best of those three but i it's like yeah I think 
I, it's also the most fraught in a lot of ways. Yeah, and I don't, and, and and I think that Let's Go and the first album and this album are all better than it. So it's like to me, like those three records, are, it there's just no way that I would have anticipated that this they, they could come back around. Yeah, and I think I think it was like the Pitchfork review or something that writer wrote. Like it's like this is the best like post peak rancid like that fans could hope for and I, that's basically what i, I yeah i think I that's spot that. on. i think that's when i got it yeah i don't even hit pitchfork that often i think like some aggregator was like you like rancid and then it <laughs> and then i saw that headline it's sort of like you know they have the summary line and i was like oh yeah i believe that writer is somebody who's pretty interesting we should see if we can get her on i think it was yeah. one of the zoe it's zoe camp isn't it who's like yeah 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 one of the editors at Bandcamp now Bandcamp stuff yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i like um, her twitter presence quite a bit yeah. so that's that'd be something we should yeah. think about getting on no kidding um but yeah i don't know i think i think i, I and since it still feels so new to me like it that's kind of exciting it's it's still exciting to me that there's like this. It's, I mean, Rancid record. for all the, <laughs> even those five years old. we have with Rancid, right? Like, it is nice. Yeah. To have this be like kind of a nice little, even if it ends up being like Dakota to like their career or whatever. Like, it's so nice to see them still have it. Yeah. On some level, you know, and be trying a few different things. And like, that is so nice after the sort of, exactly what you're saying, like the trajectory they were on, you know. It's like, and that was like a, a it was like a fifth, a fifteen year run. I mean, it was three records, but two thousand three to two thousand seven. I mean, that's a big chunk of bad. <laughs> yeah, that's wild. It's like longer than their you know their good run was like five like, years. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I think that's pretty common with certain yeah. types of songs. But like, I'm a big believer in most people get better as they get older. And one of the nice things about like sort of revolutions of DIY and experimentalism and Gen X getting older and all these things is that sort of old thing of like you can only make good records when you're 22 is going away yeah and this is a, a nice you know same way with Rather Ripped or whatever like this is the same vibe of like wow man like when people are just on their you know sharp and on their on point like no they can be really great you know so yeah well it's fun I'm glad to, we'll dig in more to the record I'm sure more individually yeah, Beauty of the Pool Hall. That's one of the one I don't not a big fan of. Yeah, yeah. That was really rockabilly. Yeah, it is. But <laughs> I was just looking at the track list. I'm like, huh. Anyway, yeah, Troublemaker. Uh, so okay, yeah, Troublemaker. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. So what are we doing next? Week? Okay, so I was trying to it depended on how much we got into the record. Like there was part of me that was going to pick another song from Troublemaker. Um, to but we ended up talking about a lot of the records, so we're not going to do that. So, I, I was kind of realizing that when we did the, um, oh, Jesus Christ, <laughs> the, uh, what the hell, that was like, the get out of my way episode. Oh, yeah, yeah. We kind of touched on this, but I don't feel like we really got into the whole last song on a Rancid album thing, mm. which I feel like is a Ooh. big, is a big thing. Yeah, I agree. So this is, but this makes it a really, so I'm picking a last song, but it makes it really hard to like, which one do you pick? Cause they're yeah. like, um, so I'm going to, I decided just to kind of 
go swing for the fences here and we're going to talk about coppers oh i was expecting something else that's great i yeah no oh i love coppers man i there's oh it's i know i know where you think thought i was going but i i refuse to pick that song so yeah you were a guest i have one track that i'm not gonna pick and i think you have one track that you're not gonna. i have two but yes Oh, so, yes, yes, you have two. Yes. I exactly know what they are. <laughs> you have no idea what mine is. I have but. no idea. Man, um, I hope I've... Okay. Yeah, yeah. I feel like mine are pretty obvious. I mean, I just yes. gave one of them away. Yeah, exactly. It's clearly Seven Years Down. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a great song, though. Seven I, Years Down is a great song, too. I almost picked that one because I was like, ah, uh, but no, no, no. No, no, no. I think Coppers, that's a big... Oh. And we get to go home to my favorite, my favorite record. Yeah, yeah, I know. Well, yeah. So, uh, everybody, like, study up on coppers because there's that's there is a lot going on. That's a song that you can play a lot too. Oh man, you know what it's, I mean? Yeah, the, that is my daughter's favorite rancid song. So, well, she's my favorite person. <laughs> well, that makes two of us. So there, you go. <laughs> most of the time, anyway. <laughs> most of the time. <laughs> um, uh, okay, cool. Yeah, that's, awesome. That's great. So everybody go listen to Troublemaker, and if you haven't, especially you know what, I, I especially encourage people who think that like Let's Go and Out Come the Wolves are the only Rancid albums that exist. Which first of all, come on, the, um, but you know if or if you haven't paid attention to Rancid, understandably for a long time because they had like a run of really questionable everything. Give it a chance. It's yeah, pro- I would I would encourage people to yeah like yeah so. Uh, anyway, all right. Well, cool. Well, you can, as ever, uh, find us on Rancid at Jesus. Find us on Twitter and on Instagram at RancidPod. Um, still don't have an email address. Guessing we're never going to have one, so just reach out to us there. And otherwise, we will see you in the pit. See you then. And also, every time we do the intro, because we both do it. Why is it so fucking hard? Like, well, that, and like, it, and we always start where it's like somebody like walked like up came on, upon us, us. Like, I know, oh, I hello. did it big time. I did the like Obi-Wan Kenobi thing. Just it now. cracks yeah. me. I love it. <laughs>